What's up, guys? Thank you for joining in on What The Hex. <laughs> Coming to you live from Earth. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of What The Hex. I am your host, Archie. Shannon. And Joe. And today we have some pretty cool uh, artifacts to share with you guys. We're going to be talking about haunted artifacts and some things that we found and we thought were pretty interesting. Uh, so I, I wanted to find something that, like, genuinely creeped me out something that was like unsettling right and i know that wouldn't have taken much effort uh to find but there was one item in particular that i read the entire story to and it turned out that it's actually pretty disturbing uh so if uh if anybody out there you know viewer discretion you know if anyone doesn't really like stories of possessions or anything like that then uh probably you mean listener's discretion what i say Viewers' discretion. Viewers. Ear viewers. If you're <laughs> viewing with your ears, time to um, wear sunglasses. So I uh, read an article here um, from the website Dummies, right? So that's like the books, dummy, you know, for dummies, you know, housework for dummies, how to skateboard for dummies, you know, those kind of books. You ever yeah. see those? Yeah. Well, it turns out they got a website. Never do that. But, you know. In this uh, particular article that was um, written, or I should say said by uh, the one and only Zach Bagans, he was the, uh, the person behind this here. So as we all know, he's got a pretty famous museum in Las Vegas, his haunted museum where he goes and purchases the most haunted uh, objects, items in the world. And then he just, you know, has them out for people to look at. So I feel like along with all these haunted <coughs> objects in his home, he also has all the bedazzled jeans you could possibly buy. He seemed like <laughs> be, he is a bedazzled jeans type of dude. He's like a he bedazzled would be, booty boy. Yeah, Aaron probably bedazzles him. But um, in, in this uh, particular case, he ended up purchasing an object for his haunted museum uh, called the Devil's Rocking Chair. So the origin of this chair is actually unknown. They don't really know how it was built or, or anything like that, but it is a wooden rocking chair. And um, it was passed on to, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize, but it's uh, it was passed on to the Glatzel family in the early 1950s. Uh, it was a piece of household furniture until the summer of 1980, which I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the 70s and 80s was an awful time for like paranormal stuff. That just kind of seems when everything was going down. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't until the summer of 1980 when it actually became the center of a exorcism. I hadn't known about it, but apparently it is a pretty notorious exorcism. I don't study exorcisms, anything like that, but I'm sure if you are familiar with them, then you are probably familiar with the story. In the summer of 1980, there was a uh, issue that was going on with the, um, there was an 11 year old boy named David Glatzel and he became possessed by a demon. So one night he woke up screaming, claiming that he had been visited by a man with black eyes, a thin face with animal features, jagged teeth, pointy ears, horns, and hooves. He was not the, this kid, David, was not the one who made up scary stories or liked scary movies or anything like that. So after he was visibly shaken by this experience, he became withdrawn and quiet. His older sister, Debbie, uh, asked her fiance, uh, I'm going to butcher this name to uh, Arnie Johnson, uh, if he could stay with her and her family while they see if, if they could help David out of his depression. So um, he agreed, uh, but things didn't get better because David reported more nightmares. So I guess they attempted a 
exorcism. So this was happening in the chair, right? I guess they attempted one and it didn't get any better. In fact, it got worse because he reported more nightmares about the terrifying man who promised to take his soul. Odd scratches and bruises began to appear on uh, on the boy and the injuries seemed to happen while he was asleep. Odd sounds, which Arnie couldn't explain, were heard in the attic. Worst of all, David began to claim that he was now seeing the beast while he was awake. He always seen sitting in the family's rocking chair, which the beast now claimed as his own. David and later Lorraine Warren were the only ones who saw the beast in the chair, but family members uh, often saw it rocking back and forth seemingly under its own powers. So David, the boy, and Lorraine Warren, who we are all familiar with, were the only two to physically see this entity sitting uh, rocking in a chair. So the family, oh, I'm sorry. So this wasn't prior to an exorcism. I think just over time, the um, mysterious things were happening more frequently and worse, you know, as time as time went on. So the family first then brought over a priest to bless the house, but that didn't help. And again, it made things worse, which I think that's kind of a, a you know, a pretty... Um, recalling thing to happen like i feel like every time someone thinks of that as a good idea it's mm. not so the sounds in the attic got louder and david's vision increased and he began to hiss at his family and he would speak with multiple voices uh, he started to quote from the paradise lost which was a book that most 11 year olds did not read or were even familiar with during the night someone had to stay up and watch david who woke up every 30 minutes um, sometimes having seizures they were very desperate for help and so so the Gletzels called uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who began making regular visits to their home, uh, bringing more priests with them. Um, here they would then perform more exorcism. Uh, but many of those exorcisms took place while David was seated in the rocking chair. The chair itself moved the house on its own. So put that in perspective. The chair moved. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just totally read that wrong. The chair didn't move the entire house. <laughs> the like, chair moved among the house so the chair would move from different if that chair was able to just lift up a house and like shake it that's <laughs> that's intense yeah the chair would move around the house on its own uh, mysterious disappearing and reappearing in different places most incredibly it levitated on numerous occasion in full view of witnesses including the warrants happened once oh, once in a while um and once when David was sitting in the chair for the exorcism. So after a final exorcism, the demon left David. He soon began to show signs of improvement. However, his sister's fiance, Ernie Johnson, was not so lucky. Apparently, the demon left David and entered him. He started making the same kind of growls and hisses that David had made, as well as slipping into trances for a period of months before killing his landlord, Alan Bono, with a five-inch pocket knife, stabbing the man over and over as Debbie watched. Bono died a few hours in the hospital, a few hours later in the hospital, and Johnson was picked up by the police two miles from the scene. Eight months later, he appeared in court with a plan to enter a plea of not guilty due to a demonic possession, which was the first time in American legal history demonic possession was used as a reason for murder. As you can imagine, it didn't work. Uh, the judge, Judge Robert uh, Callahan, refused to accept the plea since there was no evidence to show that Johnson was possessed. Uh, he it, Johnson eventually went to prison for his crime. He was found guilty of first-degree manslaughter and received 10 to 20-year sentence, although he only served five. Uh, Ernie and Debbie married after and w after he was released. So uh, for many years after that, after like the horrible events from 1980. The rocking chair remained in storage. When the Glatzel family later moved, it went with them. However, 
over time, it became apparent that there was something very wrong with the chair. Whoever sat in the chair, whether innocently or because they knew its strange history, were suddenly struck and incapacitated. Um, some were so bad that they required back surgery. Um, once fa- uh, close family members was able to walk upright more than 10 years after testing the legend of the chair. So you you think it's fake, whatever, you go to sit in it to mock it, haha, and then boom, you can't walk for 10 years. That's crazy shit. I wouldn't even go in the same room. I would not screw with that. So today, the rocking chair is indeed at the Haunted Museum uh, with Zach Bagans. Um, There are stains on the original cushion from holy water and blessed oils that were part of the exorcisms conducted by the Catholic priests and and Warren. Um, An evil presence surrounds it, and uh, even before it was on display, it was already causing problems in the building. Because soon after it arrived, doors of the museum began shutting themselves and locking. Light switches physically turned off, and it created terrible tension between staff members and the area where the chair was stored. Um, Zach claims that he also heard the uh, shipper who picked up the rocking chair from the house, from the Glutzel's house, uh, told him that he was plagued with terrible nightmares after coming in contact with it. Like all the other cursed items at that museum, the devil's rocking chair is safely displayed, so it creates the least amount of havoc in the building. Um, even so, the remains of the uh, chance that the the aura itself remains um, around surrounding the chair, and it may or may not still have an effect on those who are brave enough to visit it, sit on it, stuff like that. But it's held uh, pretty safely, so can't really sit on it. Luckily, hasn't Zach sat in it? I, I like, bet you Zach has probably eaten his lunch on it. But yeah, that was an article from the website Dummies um, by the one and only Zach Bacon. So. Oh, that was written by him? Um, it was, I, will, I don't know if it was necessarily written by him, but it was spoken like he was the one to have said that. Gotcha. <laughs> I know that <laughs> he might. He didn't write you know, it, but he said he, it. He said it. So, I mean, someone probably typed it, but you know. But he, he was the one who said it. He did, I don't know. He wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I personally would uh, not go near it. I don't even want to go near his museum. I'd, I I want to go to his museum so bad. I I want to meet him, but I don't want him to touch me. <laughs> I want to, sh- to shake that man's hand. Oh, um, Zach Baggins. Ah. Oh, Zach Baggins. Let me take off those bedazzled jeans. No, I would love to go to his museum, but also not because then, like, I feel like I'm one of those people where something would mm. follow me home. Yeah, I always think that. Like, even though, like, just reading that, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to get fucked now. Same. Like, <laughs> literally, we were both writing stuff down, and then I was like, oh, fuck the Dybbuk, and then you're like, oh, shit, demon possession. We're yeah. like, that was the first time, because I was writing down notes about it, and I was like, that's the first time I've ever written down that word. I uh, I feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Not a fan. For everyone listening, I recently bought a house, and um, a friend of uh, my girlfriend's uh, family gave us a chair that used to belong to a priest, and uh, it's just kind of creepy looking. It is such a creepy chair, and it yeah. needs to get disposed of immediately. You should yeah. go home and sit in it after this. But, like, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I mean, I could give a good... Um, I mean, I, I have a good idea, but me personally, I'm an, an enormously paranoid person. So, do you know even better? You go home, go into your garage and hang out, and you're just the chair just is rocking. I would burn in. <laughs> it's kind of curve. Do you know how funny that would be to me at least? 
just get a text like, hey, Joe, the chair's rocking by itself. I'm going to send you a picture of it, Shannon, just so you see what it looks like. It's okay. such a creepy looking chair. Like, it yeah. doesn't like, it's just normal, but at the same time, just creepy. I was like, well, I got to fucking burn that chair yeah, in you the do. ocean. Drop it into the ocean. Give it a, give it a yeah. water funeral. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to continue with you, Shannon. So uh, what do you got for us today? All right, so I'm sure if you guys enjoy the paranormal or the mysterious things in this world, you probably already know what a Dybbuk box is. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more in depth. So there was actually a movie that came out in 2012 called The Possession. And I think it freaked out a lot of people because in their minds they're like, this is based on a true story which it is not so that let's just put that out there it's not not a true story definitely not so the movie right yeah yeah but it's structured along this dybbuk box which is real um so you're probably wondering what a dybbuk box is so in the jewish religion a dybbuk box is a box that holds a dybbuk obviously but a dybbuk is actually a lost or um, soul that has been misguided, where it hasn't been able to pass forward. And that's because of whatever it's done in its lifetime. So probably like a sinful life led it to this. And a lot of times they become a dybbuk because they were so lost they ended up attaching to a demon, which then guides the human soul to go do bad things, which I thought was really interesting, you know, because, yeah. like, it's, like, two-layered, whereas in, like, Christianity, it's just a demon. So the Dybbuk box is kind of meant to hold this soul, I guess, <clears throat> and maintain it or contain it so that it can't actually harm the living. Basically, the famous Dybbuk box where this movie was based off of it so a man by the name of Kevin Manis bought this box from an estate sale. It was the estate sale of a 103-year-old Jewish woman who survived the Holocaust. And she was actually the only survivor. When she came over on the boat, all she brought with her was a sewing kit, mm-hmm. a steamer, and it said a steamer, a steamer box, um, and this Dybbuk box. And, like, her family had detailed that she's always been afraid of it, didn't want anybody to touch it, but she brought it with her. So, he buys the box for his mother for her birthday. He goes home with the box, and as he's driving home, he gets a call from um, one of his employees. He owns a antique store. And his employee is crying and saying that these unknown forces broke all the windows, broke the light bulbs and scared the crap out of her. So she left, didn't want anything to do with him. He gives the box to his mother. Perfect place to give you. <laughs> hey, this box is all sorts of fucked up and mysterious. <laughs> Shit's going crazy. <laughs> hey, mom, I got a wonderful present for you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Well, I think at this point he doesn't like correlate that this is like, you know, related. Um, so he gives the box to his mother. Gives her this box and then leaves for like 15 minutes. I don't know. Happy Mother's Day. Hmm. Runs out the door booking it. Well, as he leaves, she has a fucking stroke because she's holding this box. So his mom has a stroke, goes to the hospital, and then tells him by pointing to letters because she had a stroke so she can't move the side of her face that she doesn't want it anymore. She hates it, doesn't want it. So he takes it back 
and he has it in his home and he's like okay still not correlating this yep he has he's seeing figures he's getting all these weird things happening to him that are bad. He's having nightmares about this old woman that's attacking him. And then his family members start having nightmares about old women attacking them. So he's like... Granny gang. Granny gang. So he's like, screw this. I'm going to sell this and get rid of it. So apparently with the Dybbuk box, you can't just like give it to someone or throw it away because (laughs) the the demon's still going to haunt you. Like, it's, like, attached to you. So, like, you have to give it to somebody who's willingly taking mm. it and wants it. Thank God for Zach Baggins. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> he takes all this shit that's, like, nobody wants. Yeah. So, like, he sells it on eBay. This guy named Yosef buys it. He's in his early 20s. Um, he's in college, and he brings it into his college apartment. And all of a sudden, as soon as he brings it in, Did his... He, in the- description of like hey selling this dibic box uh ps haunted as a motherfucker well, I, think any, I would say anybody oh. who posts like a dibic box for sale or like is searching to buy one they already have the notion of it's haunted as shit like that's the whole presence behind a dibic box isn't it isn't the dibic box isn't it like a wine yeah. box uh, yeah. so i'm wondering if he's just like yeah you know what i need a wine box i need a wine box i just thought it was any type of wax sealed box it doesn't matter like what it's made out of or what it is that was just the fact Probably, that it was a yeah. wax sealed box yeah this one i think in particular the, is the a wine famous dibic box because there's there's one like what zach baggins has he has like the dibic box and that one's the mm-hmm. a wine box. Yeah. yeah so that one is a wine box and it actually I inside so. i could be wrong but i believe so it, you're you're correct. Oh, see, knew it. <laughs> you know, no big deal. <laughs> but it has like um a lot of weird shit in it, like mm-hmm. um some like two pennies, uh, two locks of hair, mm. uh, chalice, like a golden kind of cup. That'll do it. Um, a octopus footed candle stand, um, and then like a slab that says Shalom in Hebrew. So I mean, I think Shalom is Hebrew. I think it is too. Shalom yeah. is Shalom. Yeah. So. Well, Dybbuk boxes are Jewish Hebrew in origin, so I can only assume Shalom is a Hebrew Jewish origin word. Well, yeah, because I was I, like, uh, it says it in Hebrew, but that is actually what it is. Um, what it is. It's pretty safe to say that some sketchy shit was going on with it when that's in it. You know? Honestly, yeah, and also dried <laughs> rosebud. Um, some kind of ritual or something. So... Yeah, he wrote in the description, hey, I don't want this. It's haunted, basically. Okay, good. And so Yosef is like, hey, I'm going to buy this. So he buys it, puts it in his house. His roommates are like, oh, my God, my eyes are inflamed. I'm getting sick. We're finding dead rats everywhere or dead mice. Jesus. So he's like, you know what? I don't want this Divic box. He bought it on eBay for like 140 bucks. Sells it for 280 <laughs> Turning a profit on this haunted oh, hey. Hell shit. yeah. That demon inside got his back. He said, bro, I swear you double this profit, you're going to walk out some cash. <laughs> double this profit, okay. I ain't going to stop. You ain't I'm selling gonna stop, me gonna for no haunting. dollar. You ain't yeah. selling me for no hundo 40. All right. Yeah. That's why you the double your profits or I keep haunting your ass. <laughs> yeah. Keep haunting your ass. Um, so anyways, he sells it to a man named Jason Haxton. And Jason owns a, um, a museum in Missouri. So Jason gets it, and he's like, okay, this thing is haunted, and I'm going to try and neutralize this thing. So he takes the box and puts it in a an ark, which is like 
Um, like Ark of the Covenant Ark or like Moses Ark? Um, Ark, it's like in Jewish religion. I kind of, I looked it up. I'm mm-hmm. not fully aware, but um, it like holds like uh, ancient scrolls and things like that. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so it, he puts in a 500-year-old Jewish book with hymns, um, some scrolls, and a few other things to try and like neutralize it. And he hid it somewhere in Missouri, and nobody knows where it is. He's like, honestly, I don't want anybody to touch this. Like, we're just letting it. Well, sit here. I am going to Missouri on Thursday. No, He's so gonna go look I for can it. totally maybe go figure out where this box is. But honestly, he wants to hide it. So then, when he dies, the curse dies with him because then nobody else got their hands on it. So, Taking one for the team. Yeah. So he. So that's not the one Zach has then, if it's still buried somewhere in Missouri, right? So after Jason Haxton had it, somehow Zach Biggins got his hands on it, which is true Zach Biggins fashion. So Zach takes the Dybbuk box into his museum. He's afraid to touch it and open it, which I'm actually surprised. And eventually he actually does. Zach got the box. And Post Malone was touching him as he was holding the box. I think it was on its pedestal stand, and Zach was touching it, or he he might have been holding it, but somehow Post Malone touched him or, like, pushed him to put it down because Post Malone wanted fucking nothing to do with it. <laughs> He's like, screw yeah. this. From the, the camera uh, angle that they had, the oh, footage. Yeah, it's been forever he since was, I saw that. Bagans was standing there touching it. Yeah, he was just touching and it. And then Post Malone was, like, standing over there, you know, like, kind of to the side. And he just, like, reached out. And, and then like, smacked him. Like, okay, Bagan, we need to leave. Like, put his hand just, like, slightly on Post Malone's shoulder or something for a second. And then Post, like, freaked out and, like, tried to walk out the room. Yeah, he was out, out. Listening to uh, Post Malone. Um, Pump boy got, almost got murked. Yeah, tell his story about it is that he, I guess... <laughs> See, I don't remember the specifics, but I, I believe his his he like was in like a car crash. Some people tried to break into his house. I think his plane crashed or yep, something yep. went with plane his crash. Plane. People broke into his house trying to kill him. Or well, I think they were just trying to either rob, they were just trying to rob the house, but he was yeah. in it. But they and were then, armed, I think. So yeah. I mean, what does that suggest? Right? Yeah. And then yeah, his car crashed, and then something else happened. Yeah, he had a bunch of scratches and stuff on him too, and um. And that was it. Was all just straight after he had touched the box, and I think it was like the immediate week after. Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, actually, like you said, they quarantined, mm-hmm. and they were in the museum with all these hundred objects, which is like really creepy. Oh yeah. Um, and Zach ran around with the box in his hands. He said that all he felt was some anger. <laughs> But also, I can't. And again, the homeboy's been possessed so many times in his life. I I don't think he understands what a normal possession He's like, I feel a little bit angrier than usual. Dude, you're probably still possessed from the 42 other demons you told to possess you. Yeah, this Dybbuk demon came in. It's like all these other demons are already in him. I'm like, back fuck off. Yeah, like, he's like, kid, can you move? I'm the new guy here. I just need to, I need, I need to show him that I'm actually here. I can't, can can you move? Do you think he's like, Zach Bagans is like well known in the. In the the demon world? In the demon. Yeah, they're like, other, some demons like probably like, yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, it's just Zach. Yeah, yeah literally, okay. they're like, oh god. Get all nice and hyped and excited, and they realize it's just Zach Baggins, and they're like, they're like, God, I'm. I would rather possess anything. Yeah, they're like, well, this is gonna be a boring possession because he's already used to everything at this point. Where's Aaron? Yeah, where's Aaron? Where's, where's Aaron? Nick? 
And if you are possessed by a Dybbuk, there it's actually really like an intricate ceremony to get rid of it. Um, so I, I was actually looking up. Um, it was a website that had like Jewish customs and beliefs and old beliefs, which is, I think this is. So basically to get rid of the demon, it has to be exercised. This is done by 10 men in a synagogue who have been purified through fasting and ritual immersion. Um, They all have to be dressed in white shrouds that a corpse was buried in. So they have to go dig up homeboy, put on his clothes. (laughs) Um, They also have to have um, prayer shrouds on them, and their heads have to be bound with sacred parchment that has their daily prayer written on it. So they actually have to address the Dybbuk directly. Yeah, because I think they need to, like, ask its name and everything to figure out which demon. And they actually have to list off all the bad things it did as a human, too, and kind of, like, really get it honed in. Um, And then the Ark in the synagogue is opened, and seven scrolls are removed, and seven ram's horns and seven black candles are lit and these seven ram's horns are blown at the same time and then the curses are proclaimed the incantations are recited and seven combinations of 42 letter names for god are said like that is some that is detailed work like that is yeah. some work you can't just throw some holy water and say a prayer be like, gone evil spirits be gone imagine how they've like had to Discover that is the way to do it. Trial and error. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was like, who decided this is like, the way? Wait, wait, what if we what if we did this, but we wore white? And like, dead man's clothes. Yeah. Okay, no no no. What if what if what if what if a dead guy wore it first? <laughs> then we wear it. It's like, okay, now what if we blow like a horn? Okay. Uh what kind of horn? Rams are cool. Yeah, you know, Rams kinda have a little sp- been to their horn. Oh well, let's give it a go. Let's see how many? Four? Yeah. Mm, five. Mm. We should do six just in case, because that's like the number of like bad. Well, seven's a good one though. Mm, you're probably right. I would say it probably has to do with like different things in their religion, because they probably have something with seven probably has to deal with their religion, and then yeah. Oh, in I'm Christianity, sure. seven is like the number of God. Yeah. So, um, and I guess to <laughs> if the dipic leaves the body, it has to leave between the toe and the toenail. Otherwise, it will cause bodily harm. So they have to get it to leave right here. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> That's really? oddly wow. specific. Yeah. Isn't that really strange? Wow. Um. So, and I was wondering, like, how do they keep it from jumping from person to person? Like, in your story, like. Cover your toes. No, that might be the that might be the reasoning behind the dead people's clothing. Maybe. So then they're not jumping. Oh. Yeah, because it kind of acts as a barrier because they're wearing a dead person's, like, um. Yeah. Shroud, so it's giving off the essence and the aura of you can't jump a deceased yeah. person of a yeah. non-soul being, so that way it can't jump to you. It kind of is actually like a shield, like a riot shield. Yeah, and honestly, their heads are wrapped with their daily prayers yeah. too. So, um, but also too, like I wish it was actually really, really hard to find mm-hmm. details on this because I think it's not really like demons and Jewish religion aren't really talked about as much. I feel yeah. like as others, um, other religions. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely really interesting. I, I want to know how they get it in the box, but I could not find that. So if anybody listening knows or if they want to correct anything that we have said, we would love to hear the the correct way or 
you know, yeah. how the... If you have any more information, like, actually, or actually know, or, like, hey, you're actually somebody who is one of the people that can exercise a Dybbuk box, that'd be even cooler. Yeah. If you're one of the ten people. Yeah, um, we should, um have our our social media up and running and that way you can um instagram slide in our dms there and give us us feedback and give us even suggestions too like we're open for for some some suggestions too within within reason you know um (laughs) and last but not least so there i don't know how true this is but it is said to be 10 dybbuk boxes are like scattered around um that are like documented Mm mm-hmm and Zach Bagans has two. Mm. The others, they say that each one of them holds the worst phenomena that happened in the 20th century. So, like, one holds the demon that caused World War II. One holds the demon that wow. caused, you know, this or that. So, I wonder which one Zach has. I know. Kind of interesting. <laughs> he got, like, the pandemic. The, yeah. I would the, say, I mean, if you look at the movie The Possession. Yeah. Because that was that movie, The Possession, was based off of that same Dybbuk box. Yeah, I bet you that's the that's based off the the guy that fucking invented Peeps. <laughs> Everybody hates on Peeps. I think they're good. <laughs> no, they're eh. You deserve to be in a Dybbuk box if you invent. You deserve to be in a Dybbuk. There you go. You heard it here they're first. So, like, they're so good, and they're like get sentenced like, to a d- You will become the next Dybbuk box. The only Peeps I was able to eat were the blue raspberry flavored or none of them that was the like the ones answer. i was able to to put in my mouth and chew and swallow so i just i love them they're like marshmallows with sprinkles on them how can you not like those because so if fun. i wanted marshmallows with sprinkles i would go get marshmallows and put real sprinkles on <laughs> it's them. really nice it's just sprinkles. dyed sugar sprinkled on yeah, a marshmallow like it's it. not even that it's literally just to be fair, I haven't here's, had one in years. Here's a years. marshmallow. We're going to dunk it in glitter and then here have a treat. I haven't Sounds had wonderful. one in so long. I kind of want to eat one just to remember what it is, you know. Dude, here's the thing. I can look at I can remember how they taste and like I can remember how they feel. I can remember how they taste and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I didn't like this." Yeah. I used to eat them stale. Oh, right now, Joe. I, I, will, I agree. I agree. She needs to get put in a new dip box at this point now. How dare you say that? <laughs> well, my parents never gave me Easter candy, so I ate all my cousin's stale candy that they didn't want anymore. So it, was, <laughs> it got even sadder. <laughs> she got she got the hand the hands. reject Easter candy. I literally would go around the house the day of Easter morning and look for a basket because all my friends had one, and I was like, Mom, why didn't the Easter bunner? bunny bring me a basket and she was like bitch there ain't an easter bunny go back to bed i'm hungover so (laughs) so that's what happened it makes it easier in your life all right everyone send her uh, i would take a real divot box over a box of peeps so i know where the real (laughs) evil lies that would be the demon's ultimate play if you want to be a real good demon get possession every single time possess food oh my god yeah like a Twinkie, that lasts forever. Yeah! That's called food poisoning. You're exercising that shit out your butt. Power of Christ can... <laughs> Some toilets have, like, handlebars, just in case, like... Do you need to stay grounded to take a like shit? An oh like an oh-shit bar? Oh-shit handles for like, toilets? Like, yeah, like... Why do you, hold up, hold up, wait, what? Do you ever see some toilets have, like, bars on the side to, like, hold yourself, like... <laughs> you mean the bars you would find in handicap stalls? <laughs> the metal bars that you would find in a handicap stall so they can get out of the wheelchair? You are so insensitive. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. those are the only bars I have ever seen in my life. No, I, even... And, like, 
regular porta potties. Like, just in case if you're taking a monster shit, you have to hold onto the wall. I have never I always seen felt like they were too a- far in front of me, like forward, because then I would like lean forward. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> Mount Everest is coming. And then you like go to reach out and then like I end up slipping. Mount Vesuvius is about to explode. <laughs> yeah. This toilet Pompeii. Uh, I was watching a show with my madre. Uh, it's called Kindred Spirits. And um, on the episode, they were uh, at Gettysburg. And they weren't talking about like the normal Gettysburg hauntings. They were talking about something completely different. And it was a mirror that the curators uh, bought at an estate sale. Um, I think like on the, it, I don't know where at, but they bought this mirror because I think it like fit the time period and aesthetics of like one of the buildings and they brought it back in and weird stuff was happening like that wasn't like the normal hauntings that happened in the house and so they hired a paranormal team and the ghosts inside the house were saying that the mirror itself was bad energy and they needed to get rid of the mirror so the actual Gettysburg ghosts were saying that this mirror was needs to go away. Can you imagine, like, you're like, oh, this isn't my normal haunting. You know what I mean? Like, being that haunted. Yeah. I would fully take the advice of the supernatural about another supernatural thing. Like, <laughs> oh, if, yeah. if ghosts told me yeah, that like, this mirror is fucked up. Because they moved it over to a different location, like, a di- like, across the street to a different house, and, like, people were, like, seeing, like, a face in the mirror, like, apparitions in the mirror, and, like, they were able to pinpoint, like, the history behind it, I can't remember the history for the life of me. I think it was, like, owned by a serial killer or something like that. That'll do it. But it's, like... Is it, like, the Lugosi? Uh, no, it wasn't that mirror. Uh, it was a just a unrelated, completely different mirror. But, um, yeah, it was crazy because, like, they got, like, EVPs and, like, spirit box answers pointing them to this mirror, saying this mirror has a spirit in it. It has a bad energy in it. And, like, the cool... And, like, looking it up and, like, reading up about it, like, just cursed objects as mirrors, um, it's, like, everybody that goes and looks in mirrors, it's, like, they're just feeding any type of energy into the mirror because they're staring into the mirror. And any type of, like, interaction with the mirror is feeding the energy into it. Oh, my God. And it's just whatever you do. So, like, you had to cover it up, and they were trying to figure out how to get rid of it. It's like you can't destroy it because, you know, it's a haunted object. It'll just go somewhere else, or you're going to release it onto the premise and property. So it's like it was just crazy. And it's just like throughout history, like, everybody is, like, always regarded mirrors as just, like, the portal to the other side. And, like, a superstition is, like, your your reflection is just a parallel universe and anytime you try to like touch your hand in the mirror your parallel side your other person is trying to stop you from going in and then obviously there's movies that reference it like um oculus oh yeah that's oculus a good one. was all about a haunted mirror and i think like they shattered it or had to, and they had to like piece it back together in order to like quench and quell the haunting from going like out of control and rampage and then the the black mirror not the tv show that gets commonly mistaken the haunted object that's in zach baggins possession um but it's just like all these haunted mirrors are like they're all they were all possessed and owned by just these crazy criminals in history and it's like 
Also goes to show you, like, estate sales. Don't trust estate sales. Literally, because my, my Dybbuk box came from estate sale. I'm never going to an estate... It's just not going to happen. Yeah, you don't go to estate sales. Estate sales are just bad juju. I'm even... I'm like that way with even uh, garage sales, too. Like, yeah. I, I, if you Because they're just to, a form of an estate yeah, sale. If you talk to any of my family members, you'll know that I will not accept nor buy any furniture from, like, uh, garage sales. Like, my mom got a... Uh, a dresser or something from a garage sale and she was super excited about it and I was like you have absolutely no idea where that thing has been what the history of it is how many hands it's changed possession well, of even like antique you know? stores too yeah oh yeah know? yeah I mean those are so fascinating to walk through because it's like you're walking through people's history you know because yeah. all of those objects belong to somebody at some point in time they've cherished it or whatever it and may they, be and they're proven authentic pieces yeah. as well and it's just it's literally an echo of history and you get to observe that but I, I really couldn't say that I'd feel comfortable buying and keeping something of old history that you don't really necessarily know too yeah. much of. You know? That clown I put on your porch was from a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> so Archie hates clowns and in high school, I don't know why I was such an asshole, but I took this like It took up. her four years to admit this, by the way. It did. Um, I found this wind up clown at this garage sale super creepy. You wind it up and it starts playing like this creepy music. It like clapped its hands and shit. <laughs> and it was really bad. It was really creepy. Like those uh, monkey toys with the symbols? Yeah, but it it wasn't really like symbol. I mean, it well, was, I mean, like the same like clapping yeah, it hand was like motion. the same mechanisms. Yeah, it was just. And actually, this clown, like I had it for a while before I put it on Archie's doorstep. Um, it was like in my toy box, and it would just randomly play. So I was like, you know what, Archie hates clowns. So I <laughs> took this clown, put it in a bag, and what what did the note say? So you. Uh, and a few of our friends, fuckers. They never even wanted to admit to being a part of that. You guys are, if I don't, honestly, I at wish this I was point, a part of I it because I wasn't a part of it and I would have admitted you it. You would have loved that. I would have, oh my God, I would have taken this to the next level. You guys wrote, like, on a piece of paper, you know how, like, a lot of times, like, serial killer messages are, like, cut up letters from other parts of like magazines and stuff. yeah it's just like I don't, there's an actual word for it but it's it's a letter of different letters making up you like, know this this I, letter the only thing i know them as is just ransom notes like some i don't know Similar, yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah and so it i i don't know i think i got a text or something from a, a random number that said look out like your front door or something so i looked on my front door and there was a clown standing there <laughs> and it freaked me out and i threw it away <laughs> Then I get a knock at the door of the clown. I don't see the thing that freaks me out is this was so quick. I don't know how you guys were able was, to do it this quickly. Was, we were hiding in a bush behind your house. Yeah, the piece of paper, though, that was with the clown. So when I answered the door after I heard the knock, the clown was back. And next to it was that ransom note looking piece of paper that said, What? You think you can just throw me away? <laughs> I freaked out, threw it away again, and I was like, I was beyond, I was like mad more than anything, but I was so paranoid. And then um, I remember seeing a truck uh, like in front of the house, like drive away. And I was like, that looked just like Jackie's truck. 
<laughs> and I said, if these are, if these motherfuckers are in, like, if you guys are responsible for this, never talking to these guys again. And it, they denied it for four years. And it wasn't until we were just all hanging out one day and casually, I don't know if it was you or Jack or whoever, they were just like, you remember when we put that clown in front of your door? So what do people see when they look into this mirror? Well, for the Gettysburg one, they just, it was just all normal. Like, they didn't really see anything for at least the um, the Gettysburg one. Like, it was just sometimes, I mean, it was, like, far and few between. They would just see, like, the like somebody's face, and it's the guy's face, like, the previous owner of it. Can't remember his name for the life of me either. But um, they would just see his face, but it really wasn't, like, there, there. It was kind of just like, you know, very like faint, kind of like, you know, how like burned images are in screens. Yeah. It was kind of like one of those. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. To where like they just didn't notice it or like they just realized that something was off. Mm. And then that's how they got like, because they had it in the basement of the building because they were going to try to figure out like where to put it, like where they were going to like hang it up. And then they hung it up and then all this weird stuff started happening. So they were like okay, this is really weird. So they took the uh, mirror down, moved it to the basement, moved it to the other house, kept it in the basement, and then the ghosts of the house started getting, like, antsy. So they're like, this is, this is negative. This is a dark spirit. And then they were like, we need to get this gone. And so I don't know what happened, because the last I was able to, like, find of it, they just got rid of it. They didn't say where they got rid of it to. They didn't say who took it. They just said they just got rid of it. It's like it's like they're trying to hide the fact of wherever the hell this mirror went. Yeah, probably because they know people are crazy and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, let's get this mirror and use <clears throat> I it." I want it. I honestly think, like, for some reason, every time I hear something haunted, I'm like, "Bury it, bury it, put it in the land." You know, the, uh, <laughs> the black mirror that Zach Bagan um, Briggs has. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, people Zach reported Biggins. that. Um, and it's like most of the same reports too. People like looking in the mirror and seeing like an elderly dead version of themselves, um, feeling nauseous or seeing something behind them or um, getting like visions of how they end up dying. And mm-hmm. it's like really random stuff like that. So, like you have to be a paranormal enthusiast to to put yourself in situations like that. So I'll be at the ice cream shop down the road. I'll be at the museum looking at the mirror, be like, "Yo, you're not gonna believe how I'm gonna die, my dude." Just spells out <laughs> ugly. The spirit in the mirror just goes. Ah! You have two spirits in the other side. They're like, "All right, now look in this mirror." When he looks, like this is crazy, man. Watch, and they're like, "All right, this is my first time looking in this mirror, like as a spirit. Let's see what human I get." And then Joe's face there, and he's like, "Ah!" Do you think that if you and Zach Beggins fornicated, a demon would transfer to you? <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think it would make for an unbelievably sexy experience. But I think that afterwards, Dude, you ha- not only hold up. is it the walk of shame, hold up. but it is the demon of hold shame, up. bro. You walk with the nah, most dude. painful... Just a ma- asshole 
ever. Dude, just imagine. Blood. The demon take coming out of your bum. During the sexy time. So that way you're getting railed by Zach Baggins' body with the demon possessing it. Or the spirit comes out and you're just getting like tag teamed. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. all of them are, every orifice you have, there's a fucking demon. It's like, I, we were, he's hitting it from the back and I see in a reflection of the mirror, his eyes go black. And he gave me that got got 3000. Like, I. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of What the Hex. Be sure to look out for the uh, social media page once we get that dropped on. You guys can go ahead and D- uh, DM us with any feedback, any requests that you got for future episodes within reason. So, uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. See you later. See ya. There's a demon in my genitals.